Today on the podcast, I interview Matthew Ace Haggerty, who just wrote a book. Uh, it's called Superhero by Design. He teaches you how to rewire your your mindset when it comes to setting goals and and all of that. Like like the goal here is not to to always set goals; is to make sure you actually get the result of that goal. So that's why the name of this podcast is Screw Goal Setting and Do This Instead. We're going to talk about a challenge that we both did that changed our lives, and I hope you get some value from. Uh, exactly what we say. So listen in and go all the way to the end because we've got so many good nuggets throughout. Hello, and welcome to Outer Spaces, a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space. Through this show, I hope to create a powerful resource for you, someone who is trying to grow their company, but might not have all the tools and processes to do so. On Outer Spaces, we're passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow, and through my 25 years of dirt under the nails experience, I look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Now, let's get on with the show. Welcome back to the Outer Spaces podcast. This is your host, Joshua Gillow. Today's episode is sponsored by Yes Express, where we help landscapers, hardscapers, and outdoor living pros double their sales in half the time. Today, I have a very special guest. And I know I say that all the time, but I, I actually mean it today. No, but I have a guest on today who is the author of Superhero by Design, a book that just launched. Um, he's also a real estate investor, a mountain climber, and an overall badass. Welcome to the show, Matthew Ace Haggerty. What's going on, brother? Woo, woo, woo. Awesome. <laughs> no, I appreciate you having me on the show, man. I am so excited to be here. I'm just ready to jump into it feet first. I love it. Let's I do love it. it, brother. So the reason why I brought Ace on the podcast today for everyone listening, he's not a landscaper. He's not a hardscaper. He doesn't do any of those things. He builds None. awesome short-term rentals. He does all that kind of stuff in the real estate space. He's done a lot of really cool stuff in his life. He's actually an engineer, a structural engineer in, in teaching. So what I wanted to do is bring him on because it's the end of the year, right? It's almost Christmas time. Everywhere's got Christmas stuff. You're probably cramming at the last minute trying to get all your Christmas gifts in. Hell, I'm still thinking about what I'm going to buy for my wife. She just reminded me like a three days ago that Christmas is coming. And I'm like, oh shit, I got to get out there and get something now. And I don't like that because I don't like to have to go buy stuff just to kind of tick a box. I'd rather just buy cool stuff throughout the year and give it as I see fit. But anyway, she likes gifts. That's her love language. So I'm going to find some cool stuff and they can be small things I make. Thank goodness. Uh, anyway, so with that being the case, I know the end of the year is also the time to start thinking about goals for 2023. And I figured there's no better person I'd want to talk about in this uh, category than, than Ace here, because he's done something really awesome and something that uh, last year that has absolutely transformed his life. And he took the concept of goals and kind of shot it in the head in the backyard and brought this concept of the 100 day challenge out to, to bring and, and to materialize those goals in a much more uh, deep, longer lasting way. Uh, and I'll have him explain a lot more about that. He covers this in his book, but. Uh, Man, I can't wait to jump. So before we get too far into this, Ace, why don't you take us back a little bit into, uh, you know, when when Ace was was small and what that looked like and how he got to the point where a 100 day challenge was was something that uh, that really was a part of his life that he really wanted to discover what that could do for him. Yeah. Yeah. Now, let's let's do lowercase a little lace. <laughs> Actually, there was no Ace at the time. Just right. just Matt, Matt Haggerty. That's that's well. Matthew, but most of the time I just let people call me Matt. Yeah. And so let's rewind a little bit more than a year ago. And right before you and I had met, cause we've known each other for a little bit over a year now. Yes. My life, I was living what I would call the American dream. I was in real estate. I'm still in real estate. I'm in real estate. I'm a structural engineer. I had three businesses going on at the time, very successful structural engineer because I'm really good at it and I've done it for a really long time. I made some good investments in real estate. So I was doing that as well. House flipping, things like that. I was a partner in a house flipping company. We we're doing about 75 houses a year. And I had a third business where I became a developer. So you out, outdoor landscape contractors, we speak the same language. I'm a general contractor. Yeah. 
And so I was running the three businesses. You can imagine uh, I'm more of a solo entrepreneur too. I'm growing to be a better big business owner, few employees, but I was doing a lot of the things myself. So for my developments, I was project manager for the house flipping. Well, project manager as well. And these were out of state, Ohio, Georgia. I live in Nashville, Tennessee myself. So a couple hour drive and then structural engineering. I didn't have any employees. I was the expert. I was the solo entrepreneur of that venture. So you can imagine running three businesses and they were all doing well. It's not like I wasn't able to balance those out, but what I wasn't able to balance out was my professional life and my personal life. Now I'm a very motivated person. Like I say, I jump feet first into everything because I do. I don't start at zero. I start at a hundred or I don't start at one or two. I start at a hundred. That's just my personality. So what started happening, these little cracks in my armor that I like to call these cracks started to get bigger and bigger. The biggest one was my relationship with my wife, my marriage. We were going through this repetitive cycle and there were bad habits that I had as well. Alcohol being one, pornography being another one. And I couldn't seem to kick these habits. I wouldn't communicate with my wife. So my marriage started to erode. My health and fitness started to erode. I was going to the gym a bunch, but I wasn't getting any results. My diet was hit or miss. I would be very healthy at times, salads, chicken breast, all, all the ingredients of a healthy diet. But then I would go on binges. Hot chicken is amazing. I love fried chicken. We've mm -hmm. got hot chicken here in Nashville. I would, I would go on those binges. And so I would never, I would be doing a lot. And you would see this in my businesses too, not as much of an extent, but you'd still see them. They, there were still similar things happening in my businesses. And so about a week before you and I actually first met was the straw that broke the camel's back. I won't get into the details, but I was doing these destructive behaviors, this unbalanced lifestyle. And my wife came up to me and she was like, Hey, like, I think we should be separated. I want to get a separation. We need to take a step back. And that, that was my moment where just every, that was rock bottom for me. I didn't wake up in a drunken stupor on the side of a highway or wake up with my kidney cut out or anything like that. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But her saying that just broke my heart and all these things that I had been doing that I knew I was doing, but I would, I would rationalize them. I would say, well, at least I'm providing, at least I'm not abusive, at least this, at least that. And it was all bullshit. It was all excuses. I wasn't taking extreme ownership of my life. I wasn't taking full accountability of the husband I needed to be, the business owner I needed to be, the friend I needed to be, the friend of myself when it came to my health and fitness. If I couldn't lead myself, how am I going to be able to lead others? And so my life was spiraling out of control. And we went to this event, you and I, where we had met called yep. Undisputed Mastery. And that completely changed my life. Uh, the opening scene in my book talks about this. We had to go toe to toe with a professional hall of fame MMA fighter at the end of the event. Yep. This guy has battled some of the biggest and baddest guys in the sport. And here we are <laughs> with boxing gloves on for the first time, having to get into the ring with him. And we had training, uh, the days before leading up to that event, but out of that event, what I had got was this glimpse of confidence that I didn't think I had. And it took a lot of mental and physical punishment and strain to get to that point through this event. But it wasn't like I was changed overnight. Yes, it energized me to take control of my life, to take control of my situation and change it, 
change my habits, change everything about what I do from the minute I wake up to the minute I go to sleep, everything that I do throughout my day, both physically and mentally. And so that event was just the spark. Yes, I felt empowered, but it really was until I started this hundred day challenge that I fully started to realize what it took to drastically change your life because the event as great as it was and how much change it, that was just the beginning. It was this hundred day challenge that really was when the rubber met the road and I was able to take daily action, have daily discipline to completely transform my life. And it was absolutely incredible. And I'm so blessed and so fortunate that I got to meet you that day because we have become best friends since then. We have become brothers. And that was a huge component of this. But really, a little over a year ago, that was what completely changed my life. And on the surface, you could have thought, oh man, look at this guy's Facebook post. And I wasn't one of those people that just posted those happy moments all the time on Facebook. But I have a beautiful wife, two amazing Australian shepherds. I lived in a nice house. I'm in Nashville. I'm making good money. On the surface, on the outside looking in, it it looked like everything was great. Everything was wonderful. On the inside out, man, everything was chaos. Everything was spiraling out of control. I couldn't take control of my life and I was absolutely miserable. And it just... I never want to go back. I won't go back there again, learning everything that I've learned since then. But yeah, it was, it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. And it was definitely at that moment when, when my wife said she wanted to separate, that was the, uh, that was rock bottom for me. Yeah. Yeah, brother. I mean, I remember first meeting you in the beginning of that event and we had only chatted on the phone before that and, and to, to hear where you were and the struggles you were going through. You know, it was, it was profound to see now a year later, a little over a year later, how far you've come. And what was so important about that is, you know, everyone talks about setting goals for the new year. Everyone talks about, you know, getting excited about these things each year. And I don't understand why it's only, you know, society only uses it as a January 1st, you know, uh, new year's resolution bullshit because 98% of those things die anyway. There's no point. It's, it's a formality more than anything. So you're like, Oh, what are you going to do next year? What are your, your resolutions? I'm going to do a, B and C. I'm going to lose 30 pounds. I'm going to run a marathon. I'm going to do this. And then three days later, it's in a garbage can. It's like, well, it's what you do. You know, that's what you do. You toast at the middle of the night and it's the new year and you get resolutions and then nothing happens. Right. So for me, I'm constantly hunting ways to find um, better results, quicker results that have more impact, more stickiness for myself and for others. That's that's my perpetual state of being. And with that, you know, hearing about this 100 day challenge that our instructor at the time, our, our we share a coach, a life coach, business coach. And what Keith had said, hey, you know, why don't you guys, you know, the opportunity is here to do a 100 day challenge. So what I wanted to do is bring Ace on today since he did this. We both did this, but he did it in a way that was really powerful. Um, and he has it broken down in like the eight different sections. I wanted to introduce my you guys listening. I wanted to introduce you to this concept because if you just set those stupid goals and they don't happen, you're just wasting your fucking time. So my point is I want to make sure you have the opportunity to at least be introduced to the idea. You do it whatever you want. But the, the idea that if you were to take on something like a hundred day challenge for yourself, how much it impact it could have in your life. I've seen it happen exactly in Ace's life, the way he's talking about going from, you know, complete chaos in his life and not knowing which way is up into controlling his life and doing incredible stuff in a year. Uh, it's just incredible things that he's done in a year so far has been unbelievable. He started his own podcast. He's already out there doing that top five in the, in, in the uh, world when it comes to Uh, that podcast. He's already written a book, which we're going to talk more about here as well. He's done so many things in this last year. We climbed 14,000 foot peaks. We've, we've climbed other mountains. We've just done some really, really cool stuff. Um, And all of that wouldn't have been possible if he didn't get his mindset straight. And by doing this hundred day challenge, it gave him the framework in order to change his life and kick those old, uh, those old habits, those old vices and get focused on being a, you know, a God centered leader. And it's 
fascinating. I, I'll talk about it for a half hour. My point is, let's get back to the to the tack, uh, the, the the nails and bolts, whatever you want to call it. But anyway, so take us through what a hundred day challenge is, the different components, and let's break this thing down and see how the listeners could, if they choose to, to implement some, all, or none of this in their life. Yeah. So the hundred day challenge is as simple as it sounds. Over a hundred days, you make a list of what you want to do, and every day you do them. It's pretty much as simple as that. Now. With the 100 day challenge, there are what are called eight categories of your life. And so you could do for the challenge, we had the option of doing one of these categories or all eight. Being as though my life in the state it was at the time, I chose to do all eight, but you don't have to do all eight. So the eight categories that there are there's health and fitness, emotions and meaning relationships, time, or yes, management. There's your work, career, and mission. There's finances, there's legacy, and there's spirituality. So like I said, I did all eight of them. Now, something that's really important about this is proper preparation. If you're not going to prepare for something like this, you're going to fail. Most people prepare for their new year's resolutions on January 1st. They're busy with their friends, their family, the holidays, new year's Eve. I was there every year, partying Las Vegas, wherever January one, wake up hungover. All right. Now, how am I going to do this resolution? Well, that doesn't work. Whether you're starting January 1st, or you're starting December 31st, or you're starting today, you got to make sure you give yourself enough time to prepare. Now, there's certain things that you can prepare for. One of the things that I did during the 100 days, there was a project that I wanted to do. It was a contribution project, and that was to write my first book, the fir- you know, finish the book from start to finish, the first draft of my book. So to prepare for that, I was like, okay, well, how many words do I want to write? Well, a typical nonfiction book is around 70,000 words. All right. So I need to write 70,000 words in hundred days. And then I broke that down. How many words a day do I need to write? Not only that, what's the book going to be about? So I needed to kind of prepare and figure out what I want to write about. And in this book, there's a lot of research that I had to do on your nervous system and a whole bunch of things that I learned how to change yourself because this book not only is my experience through the 100 day challenge and me transforming myself I needed to figure out how to actually do that so I had to do tons of research reading um, journal scientific journals listening to the top neuroscientists in the world And so I also had to plan out, okay, how many hours, minutes, a day, a week do I need to put into this? And that I had to do a more of a guesstimate. Probably it's going to be more front loaded than back loaded. But I figured out if I do anywhere between an hour to an hour and a half of research every day on top of what I came up with, I think was 600 words of writing, I can do that. And also research included how to write a book. I'm not ashamed to say that. I did not grow up writing. I've tried to write books several times before and failed, but I knew that I needed to be prepared. So that was just the book. Other things like my health and fitness, I didn't really have the time, nor did I want to invest the energy and focus on learning how to clean up my diet, learning how to do the proper exercises. So for that, I hired a coach, which is a fantastic way to get somebody who has decades of experience and condense that. Who not use, That's right. Use their expertise, their knowledge for from decades of work. Just like I'm a structural engineer, I spent 15 years doing this in the field behind a computer. I had five years to get my master, my bachelor's and master's. So 20 years of experience I bring to the table as a structural engineer. Right. And so these people, they did the same thing. So they told me what to eat, 
how much to eat, when to eat, what workouts to do, how much cardio to do, what type of cardio to do. And I just blindly followed. I paid them their fee, had complete faith that they knew what they were doing and just hit the ground running with my health and fitness. So some of the things I leveraged by utilizing other people's experience, but no one's going to write this book for me. Yeah. If I want to spend a hundred grand on a ghost writer, I could do that. I didn't have a hundred grand lying around to give somebody. A lot of people do that. And that's a great way to get a book written. But also for me too, I had this goal of wanting to write it myself. I've always loved writing, even though I'm an engineer and a contractor and in real estate, but I always loved writing. And so the approach I took was I wrote it and got that first draft done. And then boom, I sent it off to an editor that I had met. And it was an amazing experience. A lot more work after that too, to get the book to the product that it is right now. But yeah, during those hundred days, I wrote and did research every single day. And I learned so much in such a short amount of time about the nervous system, about our body, about neuromodulators, about tools that you can use, breathing, cold water immersion, so many different things that you can use and tap. That's why I call the book Superhero by Design, because you can turn yourself into a superhero. We're all born with the same... I I honestly believe the majority of us are all born with the same skill set and abilities. We just have to craft them and work on them. None of these, we all have potential to hone these superpowers and to utilize them, but it takes work. It takes dedication, it takes discipline to do all of that. And so that, that's really what, what the book was about. And I never thought in my wildest dreams, one that I'd ever write a book, but two that I'd write it in a hundred days. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Blew my mind away. And I was like, at the beginning of the challenge, I told myself, if I could do this, I could do anything. Yeah. Cause I didn't think this was possible, but I told myself, if I can pull this off, what else am I able to do? What yeah. else can I do? And so we talk about the hundred days and I'm, I love every minute of it, but I think the bigger thing that it took away was I could do anything. You could do anything. You just need the right tools, the right procedure, the right processes. And once you learn that, you can do anything with your life. You can take control of your life. You can turn that around. Yeah. No, I love that. Anything's dude. It's possible. so powerful. And I, I know the first 10 days of the, of the hundred day challenge is a cleanse, right? And it's designed to cleanse you away from what you're into, you know, whether it's having a drink every night or something with alcohol or weed or pornography or sugar or like all these different vices that uh, we've all had experience with at some point. Right. So it's how much of those vices control your day to day. So it's tell us about how it was for you going into the, you know, 100 day challenge with uh, those first 10 days of detox to get you ready to go. Like, how did you survive and how was it getting? I know you love coffee, all that kind of stuff. How did you get rid of all that stuff? Oh, I was a coffee machine. I might as well be, yeah, called Mr. Coffee. Yeah, just (laughs) guzzling coffee, worn out all my adrenals from my coffee consumption. I want to take a step back before the 10 day cleanse. So, As we were approaching this event, I started to get the signs that a lot of people have gotten the past couple years where I felt like I had this flu going on. And this was Mm. a few days before the challenge started. Okay. And so I went to the doctor, I got my test done and lo and behold, I had COVID. Nice. So not only am I going to start, and I was going to start because we did this as a group. So there was no pushing back the start date. I had COVID and I felt horrible. I felt miserable, but day one of the challenge, I cut out all caffeine. I cut out all sugar. I did not eat any kind of dairy, meat, animal fat for the first 10 days. Just a lot of water, lemon water, a lot of greens, vegetables. And the only food that I ate was uh, water enriched food. So nothing super dried or, or anything like that. Cause what you want to do for those first 10 days is completely clean out your system. 
completely detox. That's, yep. well, that's why they call it a detox, right? Yep. And so on top of going through the caffeine withdrawals, because I had those, on top of going through the sugar withdrawals, because I had that, I had to suffer. And I wouldn't call it actually suffering. I got to be careful about my language. It sucked, but it felt good at the same time because I knew that I was purging my body of all the crap that had accumulated in it. Yeah. And at the end of the 10 days, the no alcohol, the no sugar, the no caffeine, I could have gotten back on that. But I told myself, you know what? I did it for 10 days. Let's just do it for the hundred days. Yeah. And not to mention that on my diet, I was losing weight. So I was only taking in 1800 calories a day yeah. without any caffeine, without any sugar, nothing that I normally would use to keep my energy levels up. And I was yeah. just like, at the beginning, I was like, how the hell am I going to keep my energy levels up? Not just keep my energy levels up, but do th things do a whole list of things every day. I haven't even done half of this maybe once or twice a week in the past year. How yeah. am I going to do all these things every single day with very little energy intake, calorie intake, and still have enough energy to hit the ground running and do all of this stuff every single day? And the crazy thing is I started figuring out ways of leveraging my nervous system so that I can have energy. You know, a lot of people like to use the word biohack. It's a pretty impo uh, popular thing in the self-help mm -hmm. industry. Sure, I never yeah. liked the word biohack because I don't feel like you ever truly hack your body. I honestly believe God has given us this amazing body. We're yeah. just tapping into it and learning how to utilize it. We're designing our lives around something we've already have inside of us. So it's not a hack. I don't like the word life hack, biohack. It's using a gift that we all have been given. And so that's what I did. I started taking cold, cold showers in the middle of winter in Tennessee, started taking cold showers. And that was very difficult. Everything in my brain was telling me, no, let's do the nice warm shower. Like yes. treat yourself. You deserve it. And I was you like, just worked no. out. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. You just worked out. And I was like, no, like I need to do this one. So I can push myself mentally mm -hmm. because that is a huge mental barrier to take cold showers, especially in the dead of winter. And I did it. And what I realized is when you take cold showers or do an ice bath or a cold plunge or any of that, you get these things called neuromodulators working. So people are probably familiar with things like serotonin and dopamine and adrenaline, or I guess epinephrine, which is just adrenaline. You have these neuromodulators essentially that go throughout your body. So when you take a cold shower, you immediately get kicked in with adrenaline. So what adrenaline does is it gets your energy levels up. Yep. So as anyone knows, if you get into a cold shower, shoot, you spray your dog with a hose, right? Your dog mm -hmm. just freaking starts going nuts and starts <laughs> running around. Well, that's because they, they just got hit with a sudden burst of adrenaline. Yeah. And so when you take a cold shower, first you get adrenaline. So now you're energized, you're, you're ready to go but you need that forward movement, that motivation. And that's where yeah. dopamine comes in. Now you don't get hit immediately with dopamine. It takes a little bit over the course of the next three to four hours, your dopamine levels gradually increase. So by the time you're done with shoot, it could be as short as 15, 30 seconds, or it could be three to five minutes like I do now. And you are going to be coming out of that cold shower, energized, motivated, ready to attack the day. Exercise did the same thing. You get your adrenaline going, you get your reward system, your dopamine going. People think in general, dopamine's like, oh, I got a like on Facebook. Dopamine hit, oh, took a drag out of a cigarette, ate a piece of chocolate, dopamine hit, you know, a feel good sensation. Yeah. And dopamine does make you feel good, but it's not the primary thing it does. And A lot of people don't understand that. 
that the main thing that dopamine does is it propels you forward. I like to think of it as you get to lean into whatever you're doing, lean into life, so to speak. Got it. And so it's about drive and motivation. And so I would start doing these things, the dopamine stuff, the cold water stuff. I learned breathing techniques. And a lot of this I was learning as I was going too. So I was like, ah, superpowers. I believe everybody does have superpowers in their life, but what are these actual superpowers that people do? Is speed reading a superpower? And so I started digging into all these things, like what could be holding my breath underwater for a very long time? Is that a superpower? And that's when all this started to come together when I started learning about the nervous system, about these neuromodulators. Serotonin yeah. is another great one that gives you a feeling of well-being, like everything is okay in the world. Yeah. And there's things you could do, tools to release that serotonin in your body yeah. so that you feel great. You're, I love serotonin and there's so many cool things you could do. So once you start to learn how to use your nervous system, not hack it, but utilize it and teach it and grow it just like any other muscle, you can do anything. Everything else is, is irrelevant. The, the, the book that I wrote, my physique, all of that stuff is irrelevant when you learn the principles behind how to use your nervous system. Welcome back to Sales Nuggets, and here you go with another one. So when a client is working on budget, and I know that's a really hot topic for all of us to talk about, think about, and try to become very, very good at. Uh, when a client comes in and says, you know what, I honestly think your price is too high. Have you heard that before? I know I have. And the way you handle that is by asking them one simple question. And that question is, compared to what? And then be silent. And your client will then be forced to explain themselves. And when they explain themselves, you're going to learn a lot of very interesting information. Some of that might be a response to that might be, well, we've had five other people out that give us quotes or five years ago when I originally started this project journey, that's what my first quote was. Or I saw something on Facebook or I talked to a neighbor who had something done. All that's very valuable, isn't it? So if a client says your price is too high, you say compared to what? Yeah, it's, it's it's incredible how how the the human body is designed. You know, nature designed us, God designed us to to kind of perpetuate forward. You mentioned that that forward momentum with dopamine, right? So it actually has an entire chemical factory. We're just big balls of chemicals at the end of the day, right? And it it gives us a little squirt of something when we're doing something right and doing something wrong too, right? That's just part of our structure as humans. And when we're mm -hmm. when it wants us to do something, it rewards us. It's a reward system. It's a chemical reward system in us. And you, like I said, when you work out, you get that like if you run, let's say you get that runner's high. It's your body saying thank you so that you'll do more of that because it keeps your body healthy and that's what it wants, right? When you're eating good foods, you feel better. And then when you're not eating good foods, it tells you pretty quickly that well, that was probably not a good choice, right? So it's this constant uh, uh, reward system that the body has pre-built and it uses different chemicals like the serotonin uh, and the dopamine to, to guide you making good decisions. That's why sex feels so good, right? Because you're getting a, a blast of chemicals afterward because by in order to perpetuate our species, we need to want people to do this, right? So that's why there's so many perfect triggers in there and those things. So with, with that being said, you know, as a human, you know, the focus is trying to, to keep us in a certain state, right? State being like a certain way of being, you know, if you constantly think of negative things all the time, you're going to be in a negative state. If you're constantly disempowered, other people have to approve of you all the time and all that kind of stuff. You're in a lower state an energy state, right? And state is, is defined by basically what they call it the triad. This is one of Tony's things, right? It's a triad here. It's, it's what you focus on your physiology, how you move your body and the language you use. Those three right. things make up your state. So if you have a low focus, like you focus on negativity, you're watching the news, you're watching what everybody else is doing and how negative it is because you aren't there and blah, blah, blah. And then your physiology is slumped down, your shoulders are light, you feel heavy or you know down, you feel heavy. And then also you're using language like, man, I wish I was like that. Or that only happens for them. That'll never happen for me. That's like a perfect storm of shit. Right at the end of the day, you're going to feel like shit because your physiology, your state, everything is down. Now, cool part is you can flip that and this is free. 
Anybody can do this. But so I'm playing off of the chemical side of things to know that there's also the other layer of this with the cold showers and all that. But when you change your focus, when you change your physiology, so you change your focus from negative to positive, right? Pitbull says that, right? But you change your focus from a negative to a positive. You start looking around for good things and being grateful for what you have. Automatically, the lights start clicking. Things feel better. You get a dopamine hit when you start seeing those things. You can wire those things into you. When you have your physiology, when your shoulders are back and your chest is up and you're proud of being the father or the husband or the warrior you are or, or princess you are, whatever it might be, you know, once you do that, all of a sudden you get those chemicals as well in your body because your body wants you to be proud as well. It wants you to, to succeed. And the same with language. When you start filling in the I am's, what instead of I am worthless, it is I am powerful. I am a servant. I am excited. I am grace. I am grateful. All of a sudden, with all three coming together, your state changes. And then you start attracting different people. But this entire chemical process you're talking about is just so fascinating to me because it's it's nature built into you to ensure that the species keeps moving forward. And it wants you to do this in a very positive way. It, it rewards you constantly for this stuff. But if we don't know it's happening, we feel like it's happening to us and not for us. It becomes a whole different animal. So I love what you're saying about that. I love that you've included that in the book too, the explanation of this, because I never understood this stuff. I just right. thought this is how I'm wired. This is what it's going to be till the day I die. When I realized I had controls and that I was the electrician of my life, that I have the opportunity to move meetings around and get all this stuff situated in a way that that could make me, you know, feel more fulfilled and be a better husband, a better father, better human being. Man, that was a game changer for me, brother. So I love that you've captured this in a book and you're you're sharing your experience going from where you were to where you are now, dude. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, one important thing to note too about like neuromodulators and chemicals and hormones and things like that, they're dumb, meaning they don't have a mind of their own. So whether I'm going to the gym and working out and telling myself, yes, I'm a badass for going to the gym, dopamine release, or I get it. Hey, let me have a cigarette dopamine release. Let me have, you know, let me be intimate with my spouse oxytocin. Let me watch this pornographic film oxytocin. Yeah. So it doesn't discriminate, but once you start to realize the habits that you do, whether they are serving you or not, they push some of the same chemicals. They push some of the same neuromodulators. So the book, once again, superhero by design, you need to be the architect of your life. You need to be the designer of your life and you need to take full accountability and full ownership of your life. And the great thing is you can change your nervous system up until about the age of about 25 years old, you experience life with something called passive plasticity. Now, neuroplasticity is just meaning your brain can change. You learn things. We all know when you learn something, your brain changes. Neuro circuits change, your nervous system changes, all of that. Up to the age of 25, people experience passive plasticity, meaning that they can learn things with really not having to fully pay attention to them. Everyone says, oh, kids get things so quickly. Yeah. And there's truth to that. They pick things up quickly. They can experience life passively and still learn because their brain isn't fully developed. And it's making all these new circuits, these new connections. Some are getting stronger, some are getting weaker. And so up to the age of 25, I always tell people like, if you're under 25 years old, learn as much as you can about everything you can yeah. because your brain is a sponge and yep, it is yep. just passively so learning as much. Yeah. Learn as much as you can and also stay away from things that hurt your brain, smoking, drugs, alcohol, stay away from that stuff. I'm not telling you how to live your life, but if you can, and I wish I stayed away from a lot of that stuff mm -hmm. myself. I wish them. I knew better, yeah. but if you're under 25, your brain is still developing. Now after 25, and I experienced this a lot in the contractor world. Well, I've been doing this for 30 years. This is how I've been doing it. This is how I'm going to continue to do it. And, yeah. you know, meanings like uh, you can't t teach an old dog new tricks. All that stuff is bullshit. It is complete, utter bullshit. It's a story you're telling yourself to disempower yourself because you don't want to get uncomfortable or you're scared and being driven by fear. Yep. After 25, you can still learn. Now, the rules are a little bit different, and I cover this in the book. 
but I'm almost 40 years old. I am 39. I look, I know I look 10 years younger than I am for those watching <laughs> on the video, but you can still learn that I'm learning things every day. Yeah. It's just the, the rules are a little bit different and they're actually, they, they all make sense. And it's really not that difficult because we know people later in life can still learn things. It's not only the special people, only the successful people. These people, whether they know it or not, have learned how to use and change their nervous systems and use their bodies and their minds to grow and be better. They've just learned it and keep applying the same things they learned. I just had to teach it to myself. And I feel so honored to be able to share that information with people because it is so powerful. Once again, the beginning superhero, we are all superheroes. We are all capable of being superheroes. They're all around us and learning how to tap into that nervous system, utilize it and use it for the right thing. So you pick up habits that are good, empowering habits, and then you get rid of the bad habits. I have a whole chapter on habits on how to get new habits and how to get rid of those bad disempowering habits that don't longer, no longer serve you anymore. It's absolutely incredible. And I'm not the first person to write about this, by the way, mm -hmm. there are many people out there oh, yeah. that have written about this. We talk about atomic habits a lot. You and I mm -hmm. fantastic book about habit creation. And so there's other parts, but I wanted to put all of this stuff together in one book. And it, it just, it changed my life. Like I said, everything, all the results from it, the podcast, the book, all of that's irrelevant because if all that stuff went away, I still have changed. Yeah. I still have changed Absolutely. my nervous system, my yeah. brain, my body. I have changed it all. I could go bankrupt today, but from what I've learned, I'd be able to pick myself up and move on and do still do wonderful things in the world. Money doesn't matter anymore. I love that. I can always, I can always get more money. Absolutely, dude. Lowest form of currency, of course. And you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting because when you sent me over the, uh, the manuscript before you had it published and I read through it, it was just so powerful how you put all these pieces together and how you tell it through story. And you know, we, some of the stories were both together. And so I'm like, he's not just blown bullshit out here to make some, you know, based on a true story kind of thing and making it more like it's, it's, it's play by play, correct. And, and authentic. That's really the cool part about it. But, um, no, I love it. So if, if someone listening now wants to get a copy of this book, how do they do that? Well, you can go onto my website, superherobydesign.com. And there's a link to Amazon there, or you, you can reach out to me directly. I'm selling them in bulk. Uh, my email's on the website as well, or just go on Amazon, Superhero by Design by Matthew Ace Haggerty. Love it. So yeah, guys, this is a real deal. This is no joke. I don't let people on this podcast that don't have some value to offer. And, uh, you know, Ace's book is incredible. I've actually been with him during this entire journey. So I, I know it firsthand and this book captures so much of that. And I love the, the fact that you made it your mission, your project during that 100 day challenge to share your journey with the world instead of just keeping it for yourself. That's just, is, it's incredible the level of service that it comes with that. Because I know that writing a book is not easy. And you, you made it happen. And especially with everything you were going through at the time and to be able to make that a focus and to get this done and out and ready to serve the world with it. It's just, man, I couldn't be more privileged to be in your world just to, to know that, um, you know, to see you doing all your stuff. So, um, you know, when it comes to the book and you write this for people and you get them out there to, to kind of experience something different from a different perspective, um, you know, this hundred day challenge can seem a little long. You know, you're like a hundred days is a long freaking time, dude. Like seriously, I'm looking for a quick fix, right? Like right now I got some yeah. shit in my life and I'd love to have like, just tell me where, what I got to drink, what I got to eat, what I got to do for 15 minutes to fix this. But unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, that's not how life works. If you want any lasting change, it's going to have to take some time. And so instead of focusing on the length of the uh, challenge, if you so decide to do so, think about how much you grow each and every day. Think about, you know, if you're laying things out. So what I'd love to do, Ace, is I'd love to get into 
maybe some of the basics people starting out with that might look at from those eight, what might be a couple of things that they could start with just as an example, and they can take it into their own lives that way, but something that they can do that doesn't feel like it's going to kill them, um, you know, because that's, it's a big change. And <laughs> the fact is you already mentioned there's eight different sections. You can do yeah. all of them, one of them, two of them, five of them, whatever, and you can dial this into you, but they're just different focus segments. I'll call them, right? It's so different areas of your life to focus on and yeah. what you're going to do and put in there to add a positive empowerment to your, to your life. So what do you think about uh, a good starting point for this hundred day challenge? Yeah. Well, I guess it depends where you are in your current life, but I would say there are a couple foundational parts to it that I would highly recommend that everybody work on if they are, don't already have something going on. And the first one being health and fitness. I know you and I agree on this completely. If you don't have your health, you have nothing. What is it to have a million dollars, 10 million, a billion dollars, if you can't be around to enjoy it, to use it? So health and fitness, I think is, if we're doing like the pyramid, this is at the base of the pyramid. Yeah, foundational. Yep. And no matter how good your health and fitness is, you can do better. You can be better. You can raise your standards. For this next 100 days that we're going to do next year, I'm raising my standard again for my health and fitness because I know if I don't have that, I don't have anything. Yep. And you don't have to be like me and hire a trainer and work out five times a week, two hour sessions, so 10 hours a week. And then I had a very strict diet that I followed day in, day out. I only got one cheat meal a week. Everything else was already pre-planned, pre-portioned, picked out, food prepped on Sunday, all of that. That worked for me. I did not want to think about it. I had too much going on and I wanted to improve my health and fitness dramatically. I had big goals. I dropped 45 pounds. Yeah, man. You really I was did. under 10% body fat. Yeah. I lost my man, quote unquote, man bod. I had a beer gut that I never thought I would lose. I, I started getting a beer gut in college when I was 22. Never thought I would lose it. I lost it at 38. Well, yeah, dude. Yeah, it was incredible. So health and fitness, it's up to you. If you want to lose some weight, if you want to be more active and, and your why is my, my why is I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. But your why could be, I want more energy to play with my kids. I want to sweep my spouse off their feet yeah. because of my energy level. So some people might do it for energy. And yeah. so what you do day in and day out would, will be different, but you need to know what your results are and why you want those results. And then, yeah, whether you hire a trainer, which I highly recommend if, you, if you're not going to put the time and energy to figure it out yourself and you want quicker results, hire a coach and don't just go to planet fitness or 24 hour fitness and hire a coach who's good. Because if you hire a good coach, you're going to get poor results. If you hire a great coach, you're only going to get good results. You need an outstanding coach to get great results. Amen. And that's another Tony Robbins thing. Yeah. And so what I learned is I found a guy online out of Miami, never met the guy. And I was like, reached out to him. He's like, yeah, we could do that. It's like, well, I've got a hundred days to do it. Can we do it in that time frame?" He's like, yeah, we can do it. No problem. And I was like, I want to look like you. He's like, okay, well, you can't look like me in a hundred days. We got to, <laughs> if you want to do it right, we got to drop you down and then build you up. Cause this guy looked like Thor. Mm. No joke. Long blonde hair. Older crowd might know Fabio. He looks mm. like either Fabio or Thor, depending on your age group. And so health and fitness foundation, I recommend it to everybody. Health and fitness is so important. Uh, something else that I think is monumental category to work on is relationships. Yeah. You talk about it all the time. Highest form of currency is your relationships your yep. personal and professional relationships. So what I did during the 100 day challenge, this was easy. I reached out to one person a week. I didn't do the five, 10 hour training sessions working on my relationships. I told myself, okay, this is going to be a little out of my comfort zone, developing relationships. And I say that because I'm a very introverted person. And one of the things I can do is kind of just become a hermit 
and not be a, sho- a sociable person. I used to use alcohol to become sociable, yeah. but I didn't have that anymore. So one thing to push myself out of my comfort zone, I said I'd work on relationships. I live in Nashville. I don't have a lot of friends out here. My wife and I moved out here five years ago, but I haven't really built that community. So, okay, I'll work on relationships, reach out to one person a week. So I rekindled old friendships because that was the easiest way to start too. Okay, let me call so-and-so that I haven't talked to in years, but I was able to rekindle relationships with people that I haven't talked to in over a decade or two. I was able to build up friendships like with you. We talked once a week. And that was in addition to this, but you and I, we still talk once a week and our, our relationship has just blossomed and so many amazing things have happened at that professional relationships. I was Mm -hmm. able to get a few new clients for my engineering business and raise my income dramatically that way, just because I forced myself one new relationship, reach out. And whether some people didn't reach back out to me, old friendships, I reached out to them. They never reached back out. Hmm. But my rule wasn't, I have to make this work. It was just, just reach out. That's, That's up to them. Yep. If they, if they decide to reach back and some did not, and some did. And so I think relationships is also very important. And then where I was in my life, I needed spirituality. I needed to figure that out. Yeah. I needed to figure out my walk with God. And for me, that has been one of the most powerful things that happened to me during those hundred days was reconnecting my relationship with God and my Christian faith. And so for me and where I was, that was everything. And I don't want to get into religion or any of that, but my spiritual walk is a very important part of my life. And I don't, I wouldn't be the person I am today if I did not have that relationship with God. I hear you brother. I definitely hear you. And you know, all these things that you're talking about seem so simple and they seem like we should be working on them all the time, not just for a hundred day challenge, but you know, it's so often we get into our businesses and success, however we define that success becomes the only criteria for survival, right? It's the survival mind. Like we, we have to make money. We have to make more than we spend, right? Then we want to make a lot more than we spend. And then pretty soon it's all about that, but all the way around our bodies suffer, our spirituality, our relationships, they all suffer because we're so focused on winning and not losing right? There's a big difference, right? There's, but winning and not losing and not failing, because if you would fail after all of those days, years, or decades of working on your business, in your business, whatever it might be for you, and then you fail and you have nothing to bring back to your family. Holy shit. Think about that. You spend 10 years building a business and it fails. So we as business owners are constantly trying to figure out how we can save face and how we can make sure it doesn't look like we are wasting all this time. Cause let's face it, Most of us are just trying to figure this shit out. You know, when we start a business, we don't get a book from Harvard that says, here you go. These 10 steps will make you successful. No, we got to figure that shit out for ourselves. The only thing that they've figured out is how to streamline us paying them taxes. That's it. (laughs) The rest is on us. They don't care about the rest. So it's then we're so focused on not failing, especially the men in the audience. I know I can speak from experience. You know, it's we have to go back because then at least we can justify those long, you know, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16 hour days just to make sure we can keep the lights on and make the family look like we're doing something as the providers. Right. Next thing you know, it's like there's nothing there. And then you've got to deal with the regret of stealing from your family all that time and get nothing for it. And that's tough. So we just keep perpetuating, kicking that can down the alley. But my point in saying all that is that when you start focusing not just on the 100 day challenge but start focusing on spirituality whatever that means for you um and you get into relationships maybe it is your your relationship with your your spouse your kids your mother and father maybe it's your close friends whatever it might be but when you start putting that as one of your main priorities in those relationships all of a sudden things start happening and i struggled with that dude because when it came time to spend time with family, I was somewhere else, right? I was, I was there. Like I showed up, I ticked the box. I'm here, but I'm on my phone in my head. Like what's this going to, what's happening with this project? Where's this contractor at? What's this guy at? What does this mean? Did that contract go through? What's going on over here? And even if I was trying to play games or cards with my kids, I would be somewhere else. And that was robbing of them. And that's, you know, this event broke me to my knees with that realization that I was posing as a father, not actually being one. And I was posing as a husband, not actually being one. And once I realized that I couldn't unsee it, 
And that's when the relationship side started to be the number one thing I focused on, right? Is that because, you know, once that's straight and understood, then everything else becomes a lot simpler and a lot more fulfilling too. So yeah. I'm glad that you capture that in this book and the concepts around it, you know, with these, these different pieces, because it's so critical to what I like to call a fulfilled life, a life where you get up in the morning and you're happy to get up and you can't wait to go in and do what you do and that you come home and your family is excited to see you and you, you're just, you're, you're present, you're there, you're living what I'd like to call the perfect life. Now, again, that's for me, that's not everybody's definition, but that's where I'd be at with that. Yeah, what, what this does is it starts transforming you from the inside out. Yeah. Because when I did this 100 day challenge, my wife was like, a hundred days like of waking up at five 30 in the morning of taking cold showers of doing all this. Like, what's the point mm -hmm. you need to go to a therapist and you need to go to AA and that will change you. And what she didn't realize was every rep I took every single day, every time I didn't hit the snooze button at five 30 and I pried myself out of bed, eyes half shut trying to do breathing exercises when I did not feel like doing it. All of those things was, it was a rep every single day, a small rep. And yeah, given over the course of a day or a week or even a month, you don't start, you don't really see that change or it's that change isn't dramatic, but Darren Hardy has a book called the compound effect. And essentially what that says is you make these little incremental changes and give it enough time they're going to shoot off like a rocket ship. Oh, like yeah. that's the same, that's the same metaphor. A rocket ship takes all this energy just to get it off the ground. But once it has that momentum, it doesn't need that, all that energy anymore. And it just freaking shoots through space. Yep. And that's what was happening to me is I was doing this to-do list as some people might see it, but it wasn't a to-do list to me. Well, it was a checklist, but to me, it was, I had to put in these reps every day because I was building all these new muscles. And like gym is a perfect example too. You go to the gym for a week, you won't see results, but you go for a month, you'll start to see some results. Yeah. They say usually about six weeks, you'll, other people will start to see the results. And obviously diet plays a very important part of that as well. But all these things that I was doing for the hundred days, the book didn't write itself in hundred days. Yeah. It took a long time just to get to the first draft. And so this is not about setting goals. Uh, goals are important, but goals aren't going to change your life. Doing the hundred day challenge showed me that I can change my entire life because I'm changing myself from the inside out and I'm making changes that are going to last forever. It's not just at the end of the hundred days. Okay. I'll go back to my normal life. I'll go back to doormat or average Joe. Those were the names I gave myself. Average Joe doormat. I'll go back to him after the hundred days, just to prove I could do this for a hundred days. Now, by the end, you're transformed. You're completely transformed from the inside out. And it just so happened. I focused on health and fitness. So you could see it on the outside with my body, but you could also tell from the way I, I presented myself, the confidence I had, the things I were, I was accomplishing were, was just the proof that the daily disciplines, the daily actions were working and they worked really fast because hundred days seems like a long time, but in retrospect, it just felt like January one, not too long ago. Yeah. We're almost 365 like days into the year. hundred yeah. days will come and go very fast. Yep. They're going to come and go whether you like it or not, God willing, right? So what are you going to yeah. do with your next hundred days? I guess is the bigger question. Do you want to transform your life and become the person that you need to be in order to take your business or your family or whatever it might be to the next level? Everyone talks about making more money all the time, but you aren't going to make more money until you become the person who can make that money. And that becoming is the human journey and the human experience and becoming requires discipline. And that's where something like this, a focus of a hundred days to say, look, I'm, that's what I'm committing to. And then to set up the accountability part where you have an accountability partner, maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's your kids, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's somebody you don't even know that's willing to do it with you. 
and to keep accountability throughout this process so that you don't fall off because there's a high probability you will. If you're used to doing one thing for a very long time and every day you get up and you drink your coffee and you read the newspaper and then you do this and do that, whatever it might be for you. And you all of a sudden you say, no, we're not doing that stuff anymore. It's, it's not easy. It's not easy to just peel those things off. It's easy to do on a vacation when you're in a different environment, but when you're in your comfortable home and with your, your daily rituals and your daily ways to then all of a sudden flip it and say, no, no, I'm going I'm to choose the uncomfortable because I know the longer term effects of that are going to be beneficial. But I have to say, and I'll plead with anyone listening to try it, not even for hundred days, try it for 10 days, something because you're worth it. You are more than enough. And you don't have to have any special skill sets. I believe that, you know, God creates us all with special uh, innate abilities and we need to find and discover them so we can share them. And, you know, through this hundred day challenge, you know, Ace did it. And so did I, we worked through this together. We were business brothers in arms with this. And the goal was to be able to see how far we could go. And at the end of it all, the best part of it was, is that we celebrated and we went and climbed the 14,000 foot peak and actually two 14,000 foot peaks in Colorado to celebrate and to, to lock this into our nervous systems that that was our, our, um, you know, the culmination, our celebration for all of this. And, you know, now Ace is back on another 100 day challenge. So he's got a whole nother set of, instead of setting goals, he's setting these things. So it's, it's almost like you're giving goals steps to getting there and becoming. It's all part of the becoming. And he's, he's crushing. He's got some big plans and, and I see it happening already. He's going to tell us about your plans, Ace. I know that you've got some big stuff in your, in your mind that you will accomplish in the next 100 days. For the next 100 days? Yeah. All right. Well, I've got a few things that I'm going to be starting. One of them I started today. I, in the first hundred days, I dropped down, like I said, under 10% body fat and I've, I've kept consistent with that. And what I want to do in the next hundred days is bulk up. So I, earlier today, I hired uh, a new coach that I feel is going to get me to where my goals are as far as bulking back up. Yep. Who not how? Yep, exactly. Um, another project. So wrote the book for the first project. Like you had mentioned earlier, I have my own podcast. It's also called superhero by design, which you can find Joshua on quite a bit. He is a <laughs> fantastic guest and just adds so much value to the show. It's, it's ridiculous. So I have a goal to do a hundred podcasts in a hundred days. So that's a project for me that I'm going to do as far as my finances. I want to be financially free by the end of the hundred days. So I'm going to be working on that. And then for the celebration trip, I've never been hunting before. And so I want to go hunting. I want to actually see, I, I love meat. I eat meat every day, but I've never experienced what it takes to get that meat to where it goes in the grocery store. And I feel like if I went the rest of my life without fully experiencing the full circle of, of what I eat and I, I would just be um, living a lie so to yeah. speak. And it's scary. You know, I didn't grow up as a hunter. Shoot. I didn't even grow up around guns. And through this past year, I've become very competent and very comfortable around firearms because I trained myself. I s found the right coaches, the right people. So the shooting part of it doesn't even phase me anymore, but having to kill another living being, an animal, and we talked about this. It's not going to be a, a rabbit or a duck. It's probably going to be something like a deer or an elk or something like that. Yeah. It scares the hell out of me. I'm going to be doing it responsibly. I'm not going to shoot like, what was it? The, the lion that that guy shot in Africa. I'm not going to sh shoot an endangered species or be irresponsible. I'm going to be responsible about it, but it's something that I need to do for myself to take myself to the next level, to yeah. put myself in that uncomfortable position because I, my hands are probably going to be shaking when I go to make that shot and I have to make a good clean shot. Cause I don't want that animal to suffer either. Yeah. So I have to make a good clean shot and dress it, cut it all up, package it, and then I'll have some great meat to enjoy. Yeah. But yeah, even thinking about it right now puts butterflies in my stomach, <laughs> but that I've yeah. learned tells me to lean towards that. Once yeah. I start feeling uncomfortable, once the fear, the anxiety start coming up, it means, okay, I'm on the right track because if I'm comfortable, I'm content, then I'm not growing. I'm actually regressing. There's no way this steady Eddie that that's, that's a fallacy. 
You're yeah. either getting better or you're getting worse. Period. Totally agree, dude. Totally agree. And that's that's part of the life's journey, right? But man, I could be on here for hours with you, you know that. So um, so if people are interested in the book and to get a copy of this book, what's the best way to do it? And also to follow you on social media, if they're more curious about you, Ace Haggerty, well, how would they find you? Yeah, you can go on my website, superherobydesign.com. You can also, uh, you find links to the podcast, to the book. I even have this free PDF on the website. I call it the quarter quest. So if you want to take the 100 day challenge and cut it into a quarter, 25 days of how to change your life. I've got that free PDF on the website as well. You can go on Amazon for the book. The podcast is on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you listen to a podcast. And as far as social media goes, I have an Instagram account at Ace Haggerty, or you can find me on Facebook under Matthew Ace Haggerty. Awesome, brother. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, thank you for coming on and sharing, man. I'm sure I'll have you back on as you move through your journey. It's been an incredible, you know, privilege to watch you move through from where I first met you over just over a year ago to where you've you've come. It's been absolutely incredible. And uh, I'm telling you, this man is the real deal. And you read his book. It's incredible. I've read it already. And it's there's just so much good, so many awesome nuggets in there that you can help, you know, make your life better. So this is never being, this is never a mission for, for say Matthew or myself to, to try to help you become more like us. So I don't care about that. We aren't anybody when it comes to this. This is you becoming the best version of you so that you can serve your family, serve your children, serve your community, serve your whatever at the highest, best level. That's what this entire podcast is about, is introducing you to people that are doing these kinds of things and how they've solved problems. So, you know, if you go out there and pick up this book, there's lots of nuggets in there for you. Um, And if not, just keep listening and we'll keep moving forward with more great content for you to be able to change and empower yourself to become the best version of yourself. Because you know what? That's all that really matters, man. We only get so many days to breathe this beautiful air. And uh, we want to make sure each one of those days is, is utilized in the very highest value and the highest uh, use. So thank you again for listening this week. And we'll be back next week with another lesson. Thanks. Thanks.